With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's a well-respected high school football scout. Known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Intercom. Miracle Mile. I got my man GB with me, not in studio, but he's here on the phone. GB, what up? What up? How are you, man? You doing good? I'm doing good, man. Of course, recording on a Tuesday. A lot of things got to happen tomorrow, which is on a Wednesday, which is today. That people, Which is really Friday. Not today, but Friday, <laughs> four days from now. It's, it's really, really confusing, man, but I'm doing good. 2018 class is done for Greg. It's done. Can you give us a little bit of a a recap of what that 2018 recruiting class was like, just in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, can't give specifics because it's Tuesday. Sure. I don't have my my clairvoyance to work in. I, I thought it was a good class. I don't know if it was the best class. I, I think I like 2019 better. No top to bottom. I think maybe more. Uh, you know, maybe more depth for sure. But overall, I think 2018 was was real good. You know, I think Amon Ross St. Brown, probably the headliner, probably, you know, the number one guy. Um, but in terms of, you know, five-star guys, I think we only had a couple. You know, I think we had St. Brown, we had JT, and um, we had Palaia Gautiote from Nevada. That might have been it. So, uh, you know, a couple more guys were four fives in terms of the composite. I think Elijah Griffin uh, was a five. But uh, overall, not... Is good. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to 2019. I, I think you are too, right? We both love this class coming up here. Yeah, I really, really love 2019. I think it's, it's, it's well-rounded. A lot of big-time guys at the top. Good meat in the middle, and the guys on the back end are kind of bringing up the rear. But it's full. Uh, it's got big-time players. And speaking of, and you brought a little, a little point, the composite, Greg. I'm not a big fan of the composite, Greg. How does that all yeah. work? For those uh, yeah, who the, for, I don't yeah. know if I have either. I don't know. If, I mean, I think it's a way that it's it shows the fans that this is what the industry thinks. And I think it was probably better. I, don't, don't get me wrong. I love being with 24-7. But the, the composite itself probably was better when there was a scout ranking, a 24-7 ranking, a rivals ranking, and an ESPN ranking. So it was basically combining all four of those rankings, right? Right. So, Say you have Keith Miller's rated, you know, number three player, number five, number eight, number two. It's just basically a composite of, of all those guys, and so it's a way of saying, hey, here's the composite of what the industry thinks about said player, and um, it draws a ton of buzz and a ton of attention. I don't know if I want to name names, although it's just the transparent truth. I'm not a huge fan of, of one set of those rankings, right? Who kind of maybe happen to be maybe a little bit, you know, outside of the West Coast, and who I don't know if they really understand that there is football played west of the Mississippi. I'm not sure that they understand football, period. I think I think those rankings kind of muddy muddy up. You know, I don't have an issue with rivals. Um, 
I just probably gave it away. I just gave the answer away. Dang it. Yeah, sorry. Nice. Sorry, ESPN. Whatever. It, this is transparent <laughs> truth, right? Who, who am I kidding? That's right. So but uh, so I think what it does, if you take out the scout, it kind of puts even more emphasis now on the other two sets of rankings. So, yeah, you're going to see guys kind of, you know, maybe they'll be rated one way uh, in the 24-7 ranking and then composite. It'll be way up or way down, depending on what those two uh, companies think about a player. So... It's just another perspective, just another way to look at things, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Yeah, I mean, to me, it feels like it, it waters the whole deal down, the composite ranking. Uh, ESPN rankings are really kind of off the radar a little bit for me. Sometimes, and, uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, it just really kind of waters down the entire ranking deal for me when a guy, you know, is ranked the number two guy by rivals or three guy by 247, then he's ranked the number 25th guy. By ESPN, I don't know. It, it takes a little bit of the credibility away, if you ask me. Yeah, you know, like I said, that, that's why you know, and that's and that's the one that you know they they want push is the composite ranking. So, yeah, no, it, it's definitely there, there's pros and cons to it for sure. So uh, I'm not going to really argue with anything you said. But hey, man, it's the 2019 class now. They are on the clock, and before we get to some big time interviews with some super. 2019 prospects, we got to remind people about our Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. And now we got a special guest, um, newly ranked top five player in America in the 2019 class, modern day five star athlete, Horace Brew McCoy. Brew! What up, Brew? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I'm glad you, we finally got you on the show, man. The Transparent Truth been going on football. for six months. This is the first time I got my guy Brew McCoy on. How you feel? Feel good. I got my man Greg Biggins on the line. Brew, always a pleasure, man. We don't, we don't do this enough. Actually, we probably do this too much, but it's always good to hear from you. I'm a fan of your whole family, and uh, congrats on a great season. Everything you're getting right now, you definitely deserve, buddy. I'm proud of you. Thank you. It's definitely mutual. Well, hey, listen. Greg touched on it. A tremendous season, your junior year. Uh, Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, bro, I want to take you back. A couple of years ago, I was a very low-level scout at XO's Digital. Mm -hmm. And my job was to find young prospects across Southern California and Mm -hmm. Somehow I stumbled upon some seventh grade film of a kid named Brew McCoy. And I'm thinking, uh-huh. Brew McCoy, who names their child Brew? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when I turned the film on, I was I was floored. I said, man, this guy is special. And fast forward now, 
you know, three, four years later, you're now in the 11th grade, you're a junior, you're top five, just got ranked top five in America by Scout 247. What has that process been like for you uh, since kind of middle school to where you are now? Um, it's been it's been probably one of the most fun processes and probably the best learning experience I've I've had in my life. Just the, the adversity I faced from from middle school to now, just coming to high school, you know, driving an hour just to get to school, uh, coming into a completely new environment at a top school in the country, from playing a local pop winner football and not really being anybody. Um, it's definitely been a journey. But I, I've enjoyed every second of it, to be honest. Hey, you talked about some adversity in middle school. Uh, mm-hmm. Explain explain what type of adversity you went through. I mean, it wasn't necessarily like adversity with football, but just having to decide like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the shoot on on with all my friends to high school. I'm gonna leave this everybody I've grown up around and I'm gonna go to a school in Santa Ana where I've never been in my life. Sure. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens. And it made a lot of people upset, too. A lot of my friends and that, family friends, were saying, like, why would you not go play for your local school? Why would you do that? And part of me was like, you know what, they're right. But another part of me was like, I got to do what's best for myself and uh, what's going to set me up best for my future. And I've been noticing play other players like Sean McGrew, Wyatt Davis, all coming out of where I, where I live. Sure. And um, they were all they were all bouncing. They were leaving. So I was like, hey, there must be a, you know, a means to an end here. Do you ever think about what could have been if you would have kind of stayed home and went to school and played with your friends? Um, I do. I do pretty often. But in seeing them, like, where they're at, they are, none of them are really taking, like, the football route. They are more more so school for them, but I needed football. Football was football was my out. So I guess I needed to take a different path. You know? That sounds good, GB. Now, Brew, I, I got to ask, where did you get your athleticism from? Because I always thought, you know, your pops is, you know, a big old strong looking guy. But yeah. I heard your mom yeah. is actually the athlete in the family. Is that accurate? My mom is the athlete. I say I get my gosh, my dad, my athleticism from my mom. Yeah. Like a volleyball player. She's like a high-level volleyball player from back in the day. I remember when we did a little, little pregame tailgate restaurant before the first yeah. Bosco game. We hung out for quite a bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were, we were chopping it up, and they were kind of talking. Your mom was like, she's like the woman, and she's like a, she yeah. was a baller back in the day. She was. She, she played volleyball in college, and she got inducted to the to the Hall of Fame out of college at Northern Illinois. And then um, she played a little bit uh, after college, but then she had my my eldest sister, so she kind of she calmed down. But she uh, she was a freak, and her her dad was probably the, one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Growing up, he used to play basketball with me growing up and, and just cross me up, and he was like 50-something. Big <laughs> ankles, all, he was he was ridiculous. Was football, like, obviously that, that's your love, that's your passion right now, but growing up, you know, middle school, even elementary school, was that always your first love? Did you play multi-sports? Did you play baseball, basketball, mm-hmm. run track? I mean, what, what was your, you know, childhood in terms of doing more than just one sport? So I was a I loved everything. I was a I was a outdoor kid. I played football, basketball, baseball. I picked up lacrosse for like three years just because I wanted something else to do. And then when it came down to like, what do I what do I want to really get good at? What do I want to put all my effort into? What what can I excel at? I was probably the best at baseball. And then I was like, 
I, I didn't really like baseball. It was too slow for me. It wasn't enough like action. Yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll just play football. I'll stick to it. I'll, I'll put all my effort into it and, it, and it worked out. So even football now, you know, we watch you and, and it's you're 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 a two way guy. Most two way guys, we've always been able to say, you know, he's much better on this side than that side. But with you, you know, I've kind of gone back and forth. I've always been more of a defensive guy. I've always said, you know, if yeah. it's equal, man, put the guy in defense. But now mm-hmm. you really developed into an elite receiver. I've asked this so many times, but two questions: What do yeah. you prefer yourself? What do you enjoy playing more, receiver or outside linebacker? One, and then number two, at the college level, what position do you feel you project best at between wide receiver and outside linebacker? Okay. Um, okay. So for the first question, I'd have to say it's circumstantial because I'd rather be on offense to score the last touchdown than to get a winning sack. But that doesn't necessarily mean like I prefer one over the other. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to work. Yeah, totally. you, yeah, I get yeah. it. Um. How I, how I came to even play outside basketball was just like, I wanted to get on, my, on the field my sophomore year, and we had four starters receivers in front of me, and I was like, I got to get on the field. Where can I play? And I had been playing my freshman year, and Favai, Favai, I don't know if you guys remember him. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He's, yeah. So he, uh, he, he got had, hurt. He his ACL. Yep. And I was like, well, I guess there's a spot for me on defense. So now with the second question, um, in college, I'm almost going to go in with that same mentality. If wherever I can get on the field, wherever I can contribute to the team, wherever I can be the mo- make the most impact, that's what I want to be at. It's not really, it's not a self preference because I enjoy doing both you know, a lot. And I'm completely split as far as if they said pick one. So it won't have an impact if, if say, said school is saying, hey, we want you for linebacker and this school is saying receiver. You're not going to gravitate towards the school that's saying receiver just because maybe you like receiver a little bit more just because you're going to pick the school and not worry about position? Well, the dilemma I face a lot is a lot of coaches will, will ask me that same question. Well, what do you want to play when you come here? We love you on this side of the ball. We love you on that side of the ball. And I'm still stuck here saying, I want to do both. Or I want to, I want to contribute. I want to just be in the game. So whichever one you need yet. But um, it's, a, it's a gift. Like I'm, I'm so beyond happy that I can play both sides of the ball. But now I'm sitting here like, all right, well, which one do I want to play? And I'm sure a lot of other people are wondering. But um, I think personally, personally, I see myself as more of a receiver just because uh, I never pictured myself as a linebacker. You know, I never, I never really looked like I'm gonna play outside linebacker. I was always like, oh, I play receiver, safety, I play quarterback, I play running back for a little bit, but. Never, never an out the back like that. No, it's, it's funny because most two-way guys, you know, you don't see too many in college, but most of them, you know, if you're a receiver, you're a corner. You know, you don't see yeah. too many two-way wide receiver outside backers just because you're such Weird unique in terms of your, your size, your frame. And, well, what, what are you right now? Are you about 215? I'm about 212 right now. 212? And yeah. obviously you, your frame, you're going to hold 230 in a couple of years without even trying, so it just... That, I, I've always loved you on, as a defensive guy, but honestly, I mean, you have you have so much talent to, to go be an Anquan Bold and just a big body guy who can do whatever he wants on the receiver side too. Yeah. So it would be kind of unique, kind of fun to see you do, you know, a little receiver and flip over and go rush the quarterback at outside linebacker. Right. Yeah. 
you know, it's a cool dynamic. No, it is a cool dynamic. You know, I want to take you back, Brew, and you too, Greg. Um, Mm -hmm. Modern day, ranked number one of the country, I believe, at the time. Getting ready to play Bishop Gorman. Gorman's coming in with a 50-some-odd game win streak. What was that like, getting prepared for them, Brew? And what was that game like? Because I remember watching from the sidelines, and I had never seen a kid come in and dominate such a high-profile matchup like I thought you dominated the game? Well, that, that particular game, I uh, I knew I had to step up because Armand was out, and there was just all I was hearing is, but you got to step up now, Armand's out. Step up, step up. So I went in the game, and I was like, I'm going to leave it all on the field no matter what. I don't care who we're playing against. I don't care how many wins we have. I'm going to put my heart out into this, and we're going to win regardless. And um, that whole that whole game, I was just thinking like, first I was thinking I'm tired because I was tired. <laughs> Both ways. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking like, I had I had on both sides of the, I felt on both sides of the ball I had mismatches. The corner the corners that were guarding me they couldn't guard me and, and the tackle wasn't fast enough. But every time I, I stepped onto the field, I was like, I'm a win. I'm going to win this rep. I'm going to win this rep over and over and over. And the outcome of the game, I, I feel like the whole team just balled out that game. It was like our whole team probably played one of our best games as a team, as a unit, because we had to come together because we, we were down people. CJ was out too. Or played sparingly, but um, it was just it was a big game. And I knew I had to step up and play a big role. No, you were phenomenal, man. I mean, you totally dominated. I mean, you were a man possessed. I thought you were a man playing with boys. Um, and that's what drew the comparison for me to Julio Jones. On the outside, it was just a absolute mismatch. Physical, speed, the whole nine size. Um, and that's what kind of drew, like I said, the Julio Jones kind of comparison. Kind of fast forward, you guys go undefeated. Win the CIF title. You smack Bosco twice. You go and you absolutely power slam uh, De La Salle in the state championship game. And now you've been ranked in the top five players in the country, which I, me and Greg Biggins, we're going to have to sit down and have a dinner and have a talk about that. I vouched and I and I put stood on the table for Brew as the number one player in the country. Now, I know there's some kid back south or down in the yeah. east somewhere who's like 6'6 six, six and 230 and blah, blah, blah. I don't really mm-hmm. care about any of that. In between the lines, Brew, I thought you were the best player I saw last year across the country. What does it feel like to be ranked in the top five players in the nation and a chance to be the top player in the nation? So, to be completely honest, I, I was, like, not anti-ranking, but I always was like, I need I need somebody to prove it to me. Like, like play me. Yeah. And then prove that you should be where you are. Yeah. But, now, now being recognized in the top five, and and getting that fifth star, and 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 you know being at the top, not all the way at the top, but right there, it's a, um, it feels it's like a it's a it's a good feeling for me just knowing that it's being recognized what what I'm capable of doing, and that these scouts are seeing, the coaches are seeing, that this hard work I put in is paying off now, that everything is, is finally starting to come together, that. You know, like the extra reps, the extra, the staying after practice, the just getting up early and just grinding work is all being seen. Everything is coming to us, coming to light now. And it's not that 
it's not going to become complacent or anything, but it's humbling the fact that I'm I'm where I am now from where I started from. So where is Brew McCoy headed now in terms of how can you get better? What are you good? What are you going to do, or what are you doing this off season to improve your game? I mean, where does it where does the ceiling stop for Brew McCoy? So um, what I wanted to improve, like right now in the off season, while while it's not necessarily the time to like kill your body, is I want to get my mental side to, to an aptitude that nobody else is on. I want to understand every every coverage. I want to be able to look at the field like a quarterback and receiver, and be able to look at the offense and understand like this tackle is about to down block, and the running backs on me, or or whatever the situation may be. I want to be able to to see the field. Sure. Through a different, through a different way, a different way, and then on top of that comes with like just route running, working on my releases, just getting in the weight room, building a, a good like foundation, um, trying not to let myself get injured ever again, but making sure that I have you know the muscle on my body for that, keeping my diet right, um, and also just maturing as as a, as a young man, learning how to manage my time. I mean. The older I get, the more independent I become. But I'm just trying to learn how to. Uh, I'm gonna be on my own soon, whatever it may be. And, and you know, it's on me at that point. And I got to be responsible enough, you know, make my classes, be on time to practice, make sure my work's done, make sure I'm in bed on time. All that stuff is stuff I got to start practicing and making habitual now, you know. And um, hopefully, hopefully it all works out, man. You know. Well, hey, man, you, you you definitely have two fans here. I've got a young seven-year-old son, Austin, at home. He actually watches Brew McCoy highlight tapes at night before he goes to sleep because I always tell him, Austin, you remind me of Brew McCoy. He said, Dad, who is Brew McCoy? He says, oh, he kind of looks like me, Dad. So uh, I got a young Brew McCoy at home, and if he follows in your footsteps and, and the type of young man that you've turned out and developed into thus far, I'll be a very, very happy papa. So, uh we Thank appreciate you, you bro. Uh, what an outstanding Wait, job you guys did. I got a did. few more, man. Hey, ho, 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 ho. You got more, GB? I got more for my guy over here. Oh, man. Well, come on. Bring it then, man. Oh, I don't, I don't think you – we had a – we and Keith actually – I thought you were going to ask a question. I thought that was a good question. Oh, I know. You, so, let's talk about it. Yeah, so, right. bro, you and JT Daniels, people always got to connect you two. Um, so, there was a story that you guys weren't always the best of friends growing up. Were you guys like rivals at some point, or was that kind of overblown? Were you guys always super Whoa. tight? Were you guys rivals? What, what's the story? Is there a back is there a backstory there between you and JT? Um, so I, I honestly that was the first time I've heard of that. But um, <laughs> yeah, me and me and JT, me and JT have always been cool. We met we met in eighth grade at, at Stars in Anaheim, and uh, like we both just had a workout at the same time. And I was doing receiver work, and he's doing quarterback work, and it just so happened. He was like, well, who are you playing for this year? And I was like, well, who are you playing for? <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm playing for the Ducks. And he ended up putting me on with uh, with TC and that whole organization. And we, we, we've always been cool. That, that, he's, uh, that's a brother to me, you know? That's family. Uh, yeah, so I, JT, I, JT is now at USC, along mm-hmm. with Amon Ross St. Brown and most likely Solomon Tulapupu. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you heard the, who are the rumors. Brew McCoy lock for USC. How do you answer that question? Are they, you know, at the top of your board? And uh, if you can, and again, I know you have a huge list right now. You're not close to making yeah. a decision, but just humor yeah. the fans out there. You know, answer yeah. the kind of the USC question. You know, where are they at? And then who else is kind of making a big push to, to recruit you pretty heavily right now? So I mean, 
SC. SC is, um, that was my childhood team. Grew up watching SC. I wear five because of Reggie Bush. Um, they're, they're in my thoughts. But amongst, the, amongst them, there's definitely other schools, and I'm, I'm looking for my perfect fit. Um, some schools been recruiting me heavily. Washington, Michigan, um, Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Cal, uh, Oregon, Texas, Oklahoma. Um, a lot, of, a lot of different schools have, have been on me, and I'm, I'm keeping, I'm keeping my options open because, you know, part of me, part of me always, I, I always find myself asking like. If I could pick anywhere on the map in the United States to go live for four years and experience for four years and get a whole new experience and play football, why would I stay in my backyard? And that's my only, that's my only, like, not issue, but that's the only thing that might hold me back from saying I'm going to SC, I'm 100% committed. And that's the, that's the God's honest truth. Um, is, is where, where I want to, where I want to be, where I want to live is California, but is that where I want to spend four years of my of my time? You know, that's interesting. I hear you, man. I like that. That's yeah. a great process to have. So, yeah, no doubt about it. What GB? You good? I'm good now. I'm good. Yeah, hey, I, <laughs> I do have one more question. Um, you met Bruce, uh, Keith talked about the Gorman game. Mm-hmm. Just from a pure joy standpoint, a fun standpoint. What was yeah. your favorite game last year? Was it the Gorman game, kind of your coming out party? Was it the first Bosco game, the second Bosco game? Was it the, the Dennis L dismantle, you know, demolition? Was there one game yeah. that kind of stood out as just like the most fun, the most joy? Um, you know, I'm, don't say the whole season. I, I need to, I need to yeah. give me the yeah, one yeah. game, man, that just like, that was it for you. Maybe the between, Bosco between, championship? Between second Bosco and Bishop Gorman. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for Bishop Gorman because of the hype leading up to it. That and then the street coming in. Of, of every first big game of high school football. And I felt like there was just a lot of, a lot of eyes on on that game. And just to just breaking the streak and, and going against Dorian. And that, that was just, that was special. That, I, that game is like, I remember that game vividly. You know, that, that was a, that's that my favorite game. You know, the, the, funny, the thing about that game was at, the score was, was pretty close, but if you just watched the game, you guys really were in control. And then, you know, DTR yeah. kind of rallied them late to a couple of touchdowns, and then JT hit you for the deep ball. But that was one of those mm-hmm. games where, at that point, we didn't really know, you know, who the better team was. You know, I, I, I picked you guys. Keith picked Gorman. Got to throw that in there. But I mm-hmm. think at that point, <laughs> we weren't sure how good you guys were. And then at the end of the year, you know, Keith and I did a podcast, and we said, shoot, this year's Modern Day team, the best. Southern California team we had ever seen. 2013 Bosco, 2001 Long Beach Poly. This year's team was so special, and like I said, maybe the best I've ever seen from a Southern California standpoint. So I yeah. know it has to be fun to be a part of the season and, and just all that you guys accomplished. Oh, absolutely. And the relationships built and just the, the legacy we've left behind or, or the seniors have. I still have one more year to make my mark, but it's, uh, it's, it's great to say that I was a part of something special and will continue to be, you know. Hey, how's my guy? How's our guy Bryce Young looking so far? A little informal workout. Is he is he going to step in? And you feel pretty good about that connection between you and him? You guys going to work out together a lot in the off season? Yeah, yeah, we'll be. I mean, we're playing premium together, and he's a okay. Player. He's a baller, and big time. Know, I've known he's a baller, and honestly, um, don't see much drop off between him and JT. It's more so just. Uh, I mean, actually, 
JT is JT. Different enigma. Bryce is Bryce. Different, completely different. But I see Bryce being just as successful. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I agree 100%. It's going to be interesting, GB. All right, kid. You can let him go now. He's got. He's probably got. Yeah, he's probably got class, religion but, class or no. something. <laughs> I got religion class. <laughs> yeah, go 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 do some praying. Hey, Brew. Yeah, thanks, Brew. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. You take care, brother. You too. All right, later. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Brew McCoy, the top five player nationally by two by two four seven, top one player in the country by Coach Keith, the five star athlete out of Modern Day High School. Right now, we'd like to welcome in one of the top football players in America. Some people have him rated the number one player in the country for the 2019 class. Oaks Christian defensive end, five-star Kayvon Thibodeau. KT, how you feeling? Uh, what up, Coach Keith? I'm feeling good, you know. I ain't loving the Cali weather. Hey, it's good to have you on the Transparent Truth. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. I got my man Greg Biggins here. He's got some questions for you. And always give him your transparent truth. Hey, Kayvon, so signing day, which is a couple days away, a couple days ago, excuse me. Uh, so now it's up to you. You're your 2019 class. You're one of the headliners. Kind of going into this whole recruiting process. You excited? Are you are you nervous? Are you looking forward to it? Are you kind of dreading it? What is your whole thought process right now, now that it's down to the 2019 class? It's all going to be about you. I mean, I can honestly say it's not the funnest thing in the world, but it is. I'd rather be in this situation than not be, you know, with all the attention and everything going on. Uh, I am in and out of classrooms, you know, coaches were coming by and seeing, you know, so. But honestly, I'm I'm waiting to see what it has in store. I think it'd be great. Kind of reading my mind, I was about to, I was about to ask you, kind of, you know, a, a big time five-star recruit. What is maybe one or two things that just aren't fun in terms of the recruiting process? What do you dread about this whole deal? Um, hearing the same lines, <laughs> hearing the same lines, like you know, like I, it's just everybody says the same thing. They all come, you know, they all come through, and you and and, and it, is, it does kind of suck seeing that they that they really just want you to play ball. You know, everybody's coming just to see you, you know, as what you can do for them. Sure, that's kind of so, like how life works, KT. Yeah, that is it is what it is, you know. But I mean, I, like I said, I'd rather be in this position than not be, you know. So I'm using to my advantage. You know, you, you tweeted something out that I actually loved. Uh, I'm going to actually read it to you because I think you have a, such a unique perspective. I know I know people realize, you know, you're 4.0 student and you're highly intelligent off the field. But you said this, use football as a platform, a platform to do greater things. What will you decide to do at 35? Football is over, but your life has only begun. Now, I, I love that. Kind of break that down for me. What exactly do you mean in terms of, man, you use football as a platform to do greater things? Um, honestly, I was just thinking about, you know, life, you know. And, and football comes to an end. Everybody says everybody knows it. Some people aren't even blessed enough to play at the highest level. So it's like, for me, you know, having everybody want, like, you know, the, even the transparent truth. I use this to be able to um, articulate what I have in my mind, everything I'm thinking. So I use football as my as my platform or as my start you know as my as my gas your vehicle so yeah my vehicle to get to the top so for every you know athlete out there that's blessed with you know being able to play a sport blessed with athleticism they shouldn't just base it on oh i'm playing nfl and, and whatever happens happens you know they got to have a plan like me my plan is to go to the nfl and by the time come i'll, I'll have started my own law firm you again know, man I, you're I, reading I, my I'll mind accounting classes yeah yeah 
I was going to ask you, so what is the end game for you? You know, football is only a small part of your life. For some kids, it's everything. But you, you know, you got a lot of things going on. Is that what you want to do after football? You want to go be a, a lawyer, an attorney, or something, something that effect? I mean, yes, I do. But then again, I, I want to be like Shaq. You know, I, <laughs> I model myself off of Shaq because nowadays you look, Shaq is on everything. You've been on everything. Um, I recently read an article that Shaq hasn't used a, a, a NBA con, uh, well, an NBA check yet. He hasn't even touched it. You know, so I, I want to be able at the point where I'll be over over everything. You know, sports, uh, cartoons, uh, anything in entertainment. So that kind of brings me back again, came on to your recruitment. You know, looking at these schools, are you kind of maybe looking at or leaning towards schools that maybe would put you in a position to be marketed a, a little bit better? And not going to name any you know schools, but obviously there are some big markets and some of the schools that you're looking at. Was that going to play a role in your decision? I mean, yeah, because like like someone like a lot of people say, and that I've heard a lot, it's not a four year decision; it's a forty year decision. So, of course, I wouldn't go somewhere that oh, I can just play football and I'll just be another football player because that's not, you know, that's not that's not the title on my on, on my back. That's not what it says, you know. So, I, I really want to put myself in the best position to succeed for generations on. You know, not as I want to be able to start a new culture with my family and with you know the people around me. And I like that. Let's get let's get specifics. And again, your class 2019 is the first class that can actually start taking official trips this spring. Right now, you mentioned, you know, to me before at the Future 50 when I talked to you that you want to make a summer decision. You're an early graduate. What schools right now? And obviously, I'm, I'm going to assume no dates yet, but give me one or two specific schools or even three or four that you think are going to be in line for a potential official trip out of you coming this spring and summer. Um, most definitely it'll be Alabama. Okay. Uh, I see Alabama. I see uh, either Texas, TCU, some in that area. Uh, I see Washington, uh, Michigan, some over there. Uh, um, Stanford. Uh, let me think. Maybe Georgia. Okay. You know, I, I'm not too in depth. I haven't really got down the top 10 yet i was trying to but it's just it's too many factors and variables for me to get that out right now but i still am working on me and my family and let's get let's go deep with this so factors and variables what, what are those factors and variables that you're looking for in a school what do these schools have to have obviously football wise but more importantly it sounds like for you uh off the field what are the what are the biggest factors and variables for you in making this decision well see what, what a lot of schools get guys is they say our school graduation rate you know, or athletic graduation rate, which football players don't, they don't associate with, like, you can't say a uh, 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 football graduation rate with with uh, tennis or, you know, another sport because it's different. Football is the most recruited where, most, and most schools' grades don't really matter. They, they, if you're eligible, you're eligible. And a lot of guys can't hang in college, and it's like, why? You know, it's like, what, what, why aren't these guys graduating? Everybody's not going to the league. So I, I, I want to I look at the schools that have the most opportunity for me to succeed and are actually there for us and not just, you know, exploiting us to play football. So team graduation that's, that's rate. Is. So team graduation yeah. rate is big for you. Yeah, team. Not not, you know, sport, not athletic. Yeah, not you know, athletic wide. Sure. That's how they get you. No, uh, weather's a big thing. You know, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a California guy and you know, there's in some places, the weather's kind of iffy. You know, being a pass rusher, no one's going to throw the ball when, when, when it's raining or when it's, you know, snowing or when it's, you know, some crazy weather. Do you want your opportunity to rush the passer? Yeah. 
I got you. So, Kayvon, you, one school you didn't mention but kind of fits a little bit of what you've been, been saying. The, you know, USC Trojans kind of close to home. All that kind of good oh, stuff. Yeah. Give me a give me yeah. your give me your breakdown or your evaluation of USC as an option for you. See, and well, what hurts a lot of schools is that they're so scared of SC is because you can't beat them. You know, like you might you might have an Alabama, you know, which which is a great school as well. Yeah, SC, which is a great school. But from a kid from California, everybody's like, you know, no one wants, who wants to leave California. But you know, for 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 let's just say, you know, some. Some rundown place when you got the city, you got everything around you, in a sense. So every every, California, I mean, uh, SC will always be high, you know, on my on my uh, list. And but I'm still my options are open. I can play any ball with any in any conference, and and I can play anywhere. So I'm not 100% sold on SC, but they they are a great contender. Who, who would you say are the schools that are recruiting you the hardest? And I know you mentioned everyone kind of saying the same stuff, but is anybody kind of standing out from a, a unique perspective in uh, terms of they're not just repeating the same old, hey, we love you, you can start right away, three and out, NFL, blah, blah, blah. Anyone's kind of standing out a little bit in terms of just how rec- they're recruiting you? Uh, I mean, the school, I, now I can't say any schools are telling me anything different, you know, because it, like it, it's not their fault. It's just, you know, like, they're probably telling other players different things, but of course they're going to tell me the same thing because, you know, I'm one person. So, But, I mean, LSU, uh, they've been recruiting me pretty tough. Uh, uh, Alabama, um, Washington, uh, SC, UCLA, and uh, Texas, TCU. So let's break down those schools, on. So Alabama, we've kind of mentioned them a few times, but... When you think of Alabama football, you know, again, what is your impression of them and, and what do you like most about that program? I mean, they're a great team. They're, they're well-oiled. They always get the best players, you know. It's 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 football town, you know. So I, I can say from a different perspective other than just being a player, if you go there, football is your life. You know, football, the, the NFL is your destiny. You know what I mean? There's no... Okay, I'm gonna go to Alabama. Then I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up being a, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a CEO of NASA. You know <laughs> I mean? Like certain stuff, don't, certain certain stuff don't fit certain places. You know, not knocking Alabama in any way, but it's, it's football town. What about the Washington Huskies? Same question. What do you like about the Huskies uh, right now? Uh, Washington, it's, it's a different vibe. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people like me. I, I I'm, a, I'm a West Coast guy. And, and in the South, they don't take too well to the West Coast of California guys, you know, just in general. Like, it's a lot of Southern hospitality, but, you know, they don't really take too, too well to Western guys. And, and Washington, Washington has a lot of connections. You know, the, the place where it's at is it, it, filled with a lot of different uh, opportunities and then, other lo- than football. Yeah. And then locally, we talked about USC, but you mentioned UCLA as well. Uh, are you yeah. giving the Bruins a, a legit, legitimate shot right now? Is, is, oh, yes. Yeah, so okay. I'm liking the Bruins. They got a new... The new coaches up there, they might have a big turnaround, you know, new facilities, everything. So they're, they're looking up for the better. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Everything you said, Kayvon Thibodeau, has been very interesting and fascinating to me. Hey, let's, let's talk about your game for a second. You had a great junior season. Um, I had, what, 20 sacks? And sure. To, I mean, off the charts in terms of your upside, your, your physicality, how would you break down, give me a grade uh, on your junior season, what did you like? And, and give me one area that you think you can improve upon going into your senior season. Uh, I think it's my work ethic. Hmm. You know, there were some times where in the off season, I mean, you know, the season before, I'm like, 
uh, I'll just take a rest today. I'll just, you know, I'll work out tomorrow. I'll work out the next day. I'll work out later on. And and I didn't maximize my my uh, your time. Efforts. Your time, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't maximize everything I could have accomplished. You know, I could have been, I could have done that extra. You know, to put the extra work in today, put the extra work in later on tonight. You know, I, I, but I did. So now, since starting since our last game, since championship game, I mean, since uh, Helix, I've been working out. You know, I've been getting stronger and I've been pushing my body to limits that it hasn't reached. You know, or limits, yeah, limits that I haven't seen myself at. So now, when by the time season comes, it'll be a whole different. I'll be a whole different player. Hey, Kim, how was the whole transition from Dorsey to Oaks Christian? Obviously, on the field, you know, it was easy to see that you were doing your thing. But off the field and, and socially, did you did you feel pretty comfortable uh, with that move to Westlake? Um, yeah, it was it was pretty nice. Uh, I guess one of the one thing that was kind of different for me is you know I was. In some of my classes, I am the only black kid, or in some of my, uh, you know, certain situations, I am the only, uh, my, I, I am the minority, or I am the the difference, which I mean, but it's not a big problem. Nobody ever uh, singled me out or put me in a situation where I felt uncomfortable. But it is just, you know, from hindsight, looking at it like, yeah, that is kind of, you know, it is kind of different coming from, you know, Dorsey, which is fifty percent uh, black and fifty percent Hispanic. Hmm. So that was that was a lot of a change. Um, uh, I think one of the best, you know, things I've got from it was uh, the people I'm meeting. You know, the opportunities um, uh, that are presented in front of me are a lot different. Uh, things I know, people I know are a lot different, uh, on, you know, on a scale of business owners and um, families that are in positions to, you know, help me get a job in life or help me pursue a career that I, you know, look forward to. Hey, Kayvon. Quick question. Are you working with a specialist in terms of defensive line coach this offseason? How, how does that kind of stack up for you? I mean, uh, no, I'm not really – I haven't really worked – I'm not really working with anybody outside of my team. Um, you know, we do a lot of work on our own. Um, but I haven't really, you know, set up anything with anybody outside of uh, my school. Okay. Well, hey, listen, we appreciate you coming on the show. You said some very, very interesting things to both of us. We look forward to seeing how your recruitment plays out. You said you want to make an early commitment, and uh, we support that. And we wish you nothing but the best going forward this offseason. And uh, hopefully things continue to go well at Oaks Christian like they have this past year. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Hey, thanks, thanks on. Five-star defensive end, Westlake, Oaks Christian High School, Kayvon Thibodeau leading the 2019 class here in Southern California and across the country. Okay, now we'd like to bring in one of the top 2019 defensive backs in the nation. Not just a defensive back, but an all-around athlete. Four-star, Michael Wright out of Valencia High School. Michael, how you feeling today? I'm feeling good, Coach Keith. It's good to have you on the Transparent Truth. You're a little bit under the weather. I can kind of hear it in your voice a little bit, not feeling yourself, but we appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. So uh, let's get right to it, man. Um, Valencia High School, tremendous year. You just get ranked the number two defensive back in the country by 247. What did that feel like when you first learned that? Uh, it felt uh, great. It was an honor to be ranked number two defensive back in the country because um, last year around this time, I wasn't even ranked or I was just a normal person. I wasn't even noticed or anything. So, uh, so it was really good to be able to uh, be a top defensive player in the nation. 
you said you went a little bit unnoticed last year, but you had a really good sophomore year. How'd that feel coming out of your sophomore year that, uh, you know, scouts or, or rankings and the industry didn't pay much attention to you? What'd that feel like? I mean, um, I wasn't really worried about it last year because I know, like, I was just a sophomore, but then, like, <laughs> um, I seen, like, all these, like, sophomores getting offers and everything, and then I was just like, um, my highlights is like just as good as his, so like it felt like kind of like, like bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, you felt a little slighted. Yeah, I felt like a little like down because like uh, I wasn't getting no attention or anything because my highlights is like just the same as like the uh, kids' highlights that I was getting offered. Sure. So let me take you back. I know some people who, who've been knowing you for a really long time. Let's take you back to Pop Warner. I heard you were a really good football player when you were younger. Um, what was Pop Warner like? What was growing up playing football like where you're from? Uh, growing up playing football was um, it was cool. I had a, a, a really good uh, Pop Warner head coach. Uh, he taught me a lot. He taught me. He prepared me for high school football. Him and his coaching staff. Um, uh, the team I played on, we had uh, skilled players all over the place. So like, it was just like great competition every day at practice, and like, it was just it just prepared me for high school. So you chose to go to Valencia. I know you had opportunities to go other places. What was it about Valencia that made you want to go be a Viking? Um, I played for like the the uh, Valencia youth football team. So like. Valencia was just like a, a, another school in mine and then like um, everybody like well mostly all the kids from my uh, youth football team went to Valencia so like <laughs> uh, Valencia was just like the one of the first schools that popped into my head so I just went there Sure. So, as a sophomore, one of the high-profile matchups was Valencia versus Calabasas Darnay Holmes, Buki, Brendan, Radley, Howes, playing against Valencia. How did you play in that game, and what did you learn from playing against those guys? Um, I, I think I played. I played a decent game that game uh, on on the defensive side, but on the offensive side, I think I could have did a little better. <laughs> I think I could have got more involved on the offensive side, but on the defensive side, I think I held my ground against uh, Darnay and Buki. Um, but playing that game, it like it like taught me a lot. Like, <laughs> like it taught me how to be like more physical and like I can't like like back down from anyone because you know in college or in high school it's just like skilled players everywhere. So like I can't just like be afraid to to not want to go against that person or anything. Sure, you got to take on the challenge, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, fast forward, it was your junior year. You had a monster junior year. I mean, you might have scored touchdowns in every way possible, from running back to receiver to kick return as a defensive back. What do you prefer to play? I mean, you're an athlete. You're rated as a defensive back, but I think you could be a a five-star running back if you chose to or a five-star receiver if you chose to. What do you enjoy most? Oh, growing up, I enjoyed playing receiver. Like, I just wanted to be a receiver just uh, throughout my whole life. But <laughs> once I got into high school, like, stuff changed. And, like, I went to uh, 707 camps and all this other stuff. And, like, I uh, was training as a DB. And then I, like, 
fell in love as being a defensive back. So, um, I don't know. I rather I either play DB or receiver in high, in college. Well, no question about it. You got big time ability now. Uh, you know, rumor has it that you are a UCLA lock. That eventually you're going to sign with the Bruins. Is that true or not true? Uh, no, nah, that's not true. Tell me, tell me where you're at in terms of recruiting. Who's recruiting you the hardest, and who? What are some of the schools that you're looking at seriously? Uh, I have three coaches that are recruiting me the hardest. Oh, well, well, three and a half. Uh, coach, uh, Coach Meat from Arizona. Uh, Coach Dante from Oregon and Coach Lake uh, from Washington, and then Coach uh, T. Martin from USC is recruiting me. Well, it's starting to recruit me a lot, but those are the coaches that's like recruiting me the most. And yeah. And and what if you had to say one school was on top right now or that separated themselves already from the pack? Which school would it be? Uh, I can't say. So they're all kind of at the same level right now? Yeah. Okay, no, that's understandable. So you have phenomenal junior year. You dominated in, in all phases of the game. How is Mike K.L. Wright going to get better this offseason? What are you going to focus on? What are you going to be doing to improve your game? Uh, I'm going to go uh, training more. I'm going to go focus on my technique and footwork to, and, and my speed to like help me uh, pro- progress and – have an efficient talk on me senior year. Where do you train? I train with uh, Coach Big at Premium. Okay. And you feel like, you know, that's the best place for you to get better, and I'm sure those guys are doing a great job. Um, in terms of your senior season coming up, what type of goals, what type of expectations do you have for yourself and your team? Uh, this year, uh, well, <laughs> depending on where we land, I think uh, – Everyone's telling me that we're going Division One this year, but if we don't, then I expect us to have uh, to get our coach a CIF uh, ring. That that's a great goal, and it's a great team goal. Do you have any individual goals that you want to chase? Oh uh, well, this year I want to I want to make it to like the opening uh, finals, sure. and I want to be able to play in uh, in an All American game. No, that those sound like great goals for yourself. Michael, I know you're not feeling well. You're under weather. Get you some some warm chicken noodle soup. Uh, drink yourself some hot cocoa, man. Get yourself back on your feet. But I appreciate you taking the time out, joining the Transparent Truth, and uh, giving us your, your, your honest perspective on things. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. You take care. Have a great one. All right. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Wright, five-star defensive back, Valencia High School, here on The Transparent Truth. All right, we will now like to welcome in four-star quarterback, number one rated quarterback in Southern California, 2019 class, Jaden Daniels from Cajon High School. Jaden, how you feeling? Good, how about yourself? Doing good, man. Well, welcome to The Transparent Truth. It's glad to have you on. Thank you for having me. Hey, man, do you listen to the show? 
Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome, man. We appreciate your support. So, I mean, let's dive right in, Jaden. It's been a meteoric rise for you over the last couple of years. Greg Biggins, he always likes to talk about how when he first met you, you were about five foot two tall. Do you remember back <laughs> when you first met Greg? Yeah, it was uh, my eighth grade, yeah, I want to say. Were you, there, freshman year. were you really about five three? Nah, I was 5'10". Five, five, he was about 5'10". Well, uh, you've come a long way. Let's go back to your soft check, your freshman year. You started as a freshman. I remember seeing you on the circuit um, early in your high school career. Play really good football, put up some decent numbers, come back your sophomore year. You have a good season, but nothing like you did this junior year, man. You absolutely blew everybody out the water in terms of production. What was the difference from your sophomore year to your junior year that led to such a explosive um, overall game for yourself? I mean, the difference was it was the offense was more in my hands this year. Uh, coach, the head coach, he gave me uh, he gave me the goal to do to make plays, call plays on the field, do whatever I want. And and how'd you feel about that? It, it was good because I needed well. For this year, I just need to start learning that uh, I could change protection, uh, make just make plays and uh, contribute to the win. You've really developed since your freshman year. You've gotten bigger. You've gotten taller. Become more accurate. Your arms gotten stronger. What do you attest to that development? Who are you working with? Who's helped you develop into the quarterback that you are now? Uh, my quarterback coach. His name is uh, Ryan Porter. I've been working him, working with him ever since I was little. I want to say fifth grade, so I mean it's starting to pay off all the hard work that I've been going through. Yeah, no question, it's starting to pay off. You know, five thousand yards passing, almost thirteen hundred yards rushing, over the over seventy plus touchdowns on the season. A huge junior year. Now recruiting has picked up. Your latest offer from the University of Georgia. Where are you at in terms of recruiting? As far as uh, which schools are standing out to you right now? Uh, not really. No schools would be standing out, but I mean, there's uh, schools that recruit me harder than other schools. So, who are those schools that have recruited you the hardest? Cal, Iowa State, uh, Georgia, Oregon, and uh, Utah. Okay. And now, when you go to the next level, do you want to go to a spread system, <laughs> or do you want to get to a more of a pro style system that can help you develop for maybe for the next next level? I mean, I do be a spread system, but. It's whatever, whatever uh, fits the best for me and fits the best for my situation. Cajon High School, not known for elite football program, but you guys have exploded onto the map this last year. You guys are probably the state favorite uh, to win the state championship next year. You got the addition of Cam Stevens coming over from Rancho Cucamonga. What, what are the goals for this Cajon High School football team next football season? The goal is, is uh, you know, that takes one game at a time, but the ultimate goal is to, to get back to state and then this is just winning. Well, we know you guys have a loaded group. Let's get back to recruiting. When you talk about picking a school, Jaden, what are you looking for in the school that you're going to choose? What What are the things that are going to stand out for you to say, that's the school I want to be at? Um, uh, number one is academics. You know, Greg always plays. Because football not forever, but then the it'd be the great a, a great relationship or a good relationship with the quarterback coach. I I feel comfortable with. Yeah. And then uh, just if I could see myself uh, living there for the next four to five years, 
Yeah, so location, absolutely. And that's going to be interesting because we know, you know, Southern California, two really big schools out here, USC, UCLA. Are those two schools, are they starting to recruit you just yet? How are, what type of attention have they shown you thus far? I mean, UCLA hit me up. They said I was their top guy, but they haven't offered anybody yet. And I've been talking to USC a little bit. And how do you feel about USC and UCLA, you personally? I mean, well, growing up, USC was always a, a dream school. And then uh, UCLA, you know, just going to play under Chip Kelly. Just uh, see what he did back when he was in college football at Oregon. That kind of excites you, huh? Yeah. No question about it. So uh, we all know you've got a super freak on your team, a 6'8" wide receiver. What was it like, that connection you and Darren Jones made this season? He caught, I think, 28 touchdown passes. What was that like playing with a guy with that type of ability? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's one of the kind. It's not, it's not too many guys that are able to go to a 6'8", 6'9", receiver. So, I mean, I mean we, we've been playing together ever since we were uh, 7, 8 years old, so you you come from a very very supportive family. Your mom very very supportive. What role has she played in terms of your development and the sacrifice that she's made to help you get to where you're at? I mean, my mom that's, uh, that's my world right there. But my mom she she played a very big role in this. I mean, she she's always been tough on me, uh, academics, all that. But now she she just uh. She's just helping me out, you know, get to whatever work that I need. Just being there. Sure, no question about it. Well, I, I, I know you're at lunchtime. Things are kind of getting hectic around there. We appreciate you joining the show. Good luck moving forward in the recruiting process and getting Cajon back to the state championship game and bringing home a state championship trophy. Thank you. We appreciate you. Take care now. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, four-star quarterback, Cajon High School, Jaden Daniels here on The Transparent Truth. We appreciate all our guests for joining us here on The Transparent Truth. 2019, again, they are on the clock. 2018 is done and over with in terms of recruiting. The 2019 guys are locked in. They're loaded and they're ready to go. Brew McCoy, we appreciate you. Jaden Daniels, we appreciate you. Also, Michael Wright, the Valencia Athlete, we appreciate you for joining the Transparent Truth. Listeners, fans, please follow us on social media. The Transparent Truth on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow me, Coach Keith underscore MP. Follow Greg Biggins at Greg Biggins. Without further ado, it's time to bring this baby to a close. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.